For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Hello and welcome to episode number 273 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. How are you, man? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little while since uh, we always say we're not going to go away, but I went on vacation, then I went out of town for a concert. We just haven't had the time to get together to record. Yeah. Well, things happen. I mean, we, you know. uh, I, we don't do that. Uh, bank a bunch of shows. We we doing it live, man. Yeah. We record, then we release it. Yeah, because we want it to be fresh of the moment. What's going on? What are we listening to right right now? So exactly, yeah. everything good. Are you listening to a lot of uh, K-pop this 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 month? No, I've been listening to a lot of metal. Yeah, um, starting yeah. to get cold. Not really, but it's getting to that that time of the year. Yeah, and and you know, really, it has been since this midsummer. Well, I would say end of summer. It's just been nonstop with metal. A flurry of things to listen to. Yeah barely keeping up. So I've really just kind of tried to focus on that a lot more. So yeah, I mean, I, I've been spending the past two weeks with Aventasia, Therion, Dark Throne, guy, and there was other star, uh, Dragonland, it's just other stuff. And yep. we're uh, going to get into, went, go ahead. I actually went back and yep. started looking at stuff I had listened to early in the year to try to yep. prepare for my year end stuff. Me too. So Yeah. Now we're going to get into a lot of uh, discussion about some of the bands we've been jamming, even the ones that we're not playing tonight. So um, I'm looking forward to that conversation because there's some uh, you might you might be hearing some interesting opinions tonight. This is I mean, yeah, probably this is just a way more packed and interesting year for metal yeah. than the last year was like it didn't start out that way this year. I thought start, you know, started off kind of sluggish, but it's really shaken off all that stuff from 2021 and it's become like a really good year for, for metal. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so let's, before we get into our first band of the evening, I want to uh, talk about a couple of shows that I've seen recently. Um, last week or the week before my buddy, uh, who I've known since like junior high earlier in the year, uh, he had twins, uh, him and his wife had twins. He didn't actually have them. He's not, um, he's not, uh, what was it? Junior or whatever that Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is the first time his, his wife bought him the tickets to Pucifer for his birthday and his buddy from California was going to come down and he was never going to go together. Uh, that didn't work out through. So he reached out to me and said, Hey dude, do you want to go see Pucifer with me? And I had never heard the band before in my life. I knew it featured, um, the Maynard from Keenan Tool. from tour. Right. Yeah. That's about all I knew about the band at all. So I was like, yeah, man, let's go, let's go do it. We'll hang out and we'll have fun. You know what I mean? Uh, I listened to a little bit in preparation. I mean, I, I, you know, I always go to like setlist.org and make a playlist and check out some of the music from band right before I see a band live. Uh, just so everything's fresh in my mind. And I, I listened to it. I'm like, Oh, this is totally different than I thought it was going to be. And uh, then watching them live, man, it was an interesting fucking show. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was re- it was actually really good. It, it was like seeing Depeche Mode live, honestly. 
they had a live drummer who was really fucking good in in which I did not know this but Maynard actually plays characters in this band so if you guys out there know anything about this band you know way more than me please enlighten us because I don't know too much uh, like the first half of the set uh, and they had a everything was very visual you know they had a lot of video screens and stuff like that and um, they were all like men in black type of like FBI like secret agent stuff type of thing and but the music was very like Depeche Mode like um, I really enjoyed it it was a it was a good time man there was this girl next to my buddy Mark who was on something because she was feeling the music. <laughs> she was like, like, oh my God, I was like, all right. Um, and w- the weirdest thing is my first time at the, um, was it uh, 713 Music Hall, right? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so my first time there, that that hall is really cool. It's a uh, nice venue, yeah. It's, it's very big, very open, um, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, um, but there was a no camera policy from the band. They said, if you take photos or video, we are kicking you out. And wow. I saw the guy at the end of the row beg and plead to not get kicked out. Didn't work. Yeah. He got kicked out. But the last song of the set, he's like, all right, now you guys can take out your phones to, to shoot video and photos. The last song. I was like, all right. That guy should have fucking waited. That. Yeah. Huh. It wasn't a venue thing. It was a band thing, which I can right. tell. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now my algorithm on Spotify is all kinds of jacked up because, like, when I when I play my playlist or whatever, now I get a lot of Pucifer because I was listening to him, you know? But yeah. it's not bad. It's a good palate cleanser, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, one of the things that was cool is when I walked in there, there was a, there was a guy at a table just a, like a, you know, like a, like a four foot table sitting there. And it was like a little placard on the table and it said tonight only $20 tickets. Then it had the Judas priest logo on it. I was like, Oh, right. oh no. So I'm like, so what is this? He's like, yeah. I was like, tickets for Judas priest are really 20 bucks. He's like, yeah, $20 each. I was like, what about the, the fees? He's like, no, $20 flat. I was like, I will take two good, sir. Yeah, because I've been wanting to go to the show. I met, I texted you too, man. I was right, like, you yeah. want to go? Schedule wise, it's just not going to work out. I, I know I already, you said you were going out of town, right? I already, I already basically wrote it off like a while ago. But yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, November 29th here in Houston. Yeah, which I, I was hoping it would be like the week of Thanksgiving because I'm off that week from work. That would have been even better. Yeah, but uh, Judas Priest and then Queensrÿche, man, it's gonna be a good show. So is is Richie back on stage with Priest? Yes. He, okay, that's he good. Yeah. Richie has a new band, right? Or a new band coming out that he announced? Oh, I don't know. You haven't heard about this band? I'm gonna have no. to look it up. But yeah, I mean, you hear me talking, you know, but it would be it would be cool to see him. Um, I don't know for for whatever reason I don't have the incredible urge to see Priest right now, so I don't feel like I don't feel too bad about missing it. I would, however, given the fact that I think the new Queensryche album is pretty good, I wouldn't have minded seeing Queensryche, but I think they're just really playing the, like the, the hits, which is, which is fine. I've seen like Todd, uh, the Tory Queensryche twice now, yeah. and they've been great every time and um, that they'll put on a good show. So, Oh yeah. Oh, so Richie Faulkner and uh, Rex Brown from Pantera 
oh, wow. uh, form a metal, uh, a new metal supergroup. I hate when they call them supergroups. That's stupid. Um, it's also including Scott Travis, the Judas Priest drummer, and former Rainbow frontman Ronnie Romero. Hey, I like Ronnie Romero. I That's do too. Yeah. The album, the band is called Elegant Weapons, and the <laughs> the album comes out spring in twenty twenty three via Nuclear Blast. Huh, that's pretty cool. Um, Faulkner says it's a mix of Jimi Hendrix, Priest, Sabbath, Solo Ozzy, and Black Label Society. Oh, lost me there. Jimi Hendrix. Eh, oh, okay. that's, I'll give it a shot, but whatever. Guitar, some guitar wankery, I, I can imagine. I'm sure Eddie Trunk will be all over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would <laughs> imagine so. But that was a good time, man. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Priest. I, I, I think the last time I saw them was at Sugarland Financial right. Center. And yeah. they played with Saxon and somebody else. Oh, that uh, Sin Lizzie band. I can't remember their name now. Yeah. Uh, I saw another show this past weekend, though. We drove to Dallas for the show. Oh, and, yeah. I'm yeah. interested to hear about this. This was um, when they first announced it. Uh, we were, I was with to get my wife, and she's like, do you want to go? I was like, how can you pass up going to the show? Uh, we bought lawn tickets for the Judas Priest. And the Misfits show, right? I'm Jesus Priest. I'm sorry, Alice Cooper and the Misfits show. Right. Uh, tickets for the lawn were expensive. They were like sixty bucks each, you know, plus Jeez, yeah. plus fees and all that. But I gotta tell you, dude, uh, it was worth it. Um, somewhat. There was there was a. We'll get to that. But so uh, we got to the venue really early. We drove to Dallas that morning. Uh, rented a hotel room. We stayed the night. Uh, we spent the next morning uh, brunch with some some family there, but the day of uh, we got there to the venue probably about five or five thirty. The show was like what, like at seven or something like that, and the opening band was was supposed to be the Distillers, right? Yeah, but like just like a, less than a week before the show, they said, "Oh, the Distillers are are not opening," and it's Fear instead. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, okay. That's even better for me because I'm a fan of leaving, you know? Right. And um, so, dude, he's out there, man. He is, he's in his, like, almost mid-70s. And you could Jeez. tell he looked old. But he wasn't moving around too much. Uh, but he sounded fantastic. The band was much younger. I think the drummer is maybe the original drummer, but everybody else was definitely much younger and between before every song one two three four one two three four literally they play like eight or nine songs every song they had to do that um they played living in the city which was awesome it was a, it was a fun show um if you don't do you remember the md45 album with uh dave mustaine yeah. and him yeah phenomenal album i actually interviewed leaving when that album first came out Unfortunately, uh, it's been remastered by Dave Mustaine, and apparently, the what Mustaine said is that we could not find the original uh, audio track for the for the vocals, so he re-recorded all the audio, fucked it up. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And if you don't remember, uh, do you remember the movie Clue? Um, Clue from like 1985. No. Tim Curry, you don't remember Clue? I don't think so. What? That is one of my favorite movies. You have not seen Clue, dude? Come on. I, maybe I have. I just don't remember. Uh, Lee Ving uh, was Mr. Body. I'm using that with air quotes. If you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. So he was in that movie uh, for the very for the beginning part of it. Spoiler. We won't get there, but 
Go watch that movie. It's it's one of my favorites. In the theaters, when it first came out, there was three different endings. So if you went and saw it multiple times, you might got you might have had different endings. But the pain in the ass. Yeah, like significant different significant like real. Oh yeah, significant difference. different endings. Okay. But when they released it on home video and all that, it would they just they showed all three like, oh, it, like one ending would happen. And they go, this might have happened as well, and they would do the other one, and then the other one, huh. much better. But yeah, go watch Clue, dude. It's a really good movie. Okay. One of Tim Curry's best roles, I think. Huh. Very um, slapstick and very, um, you know, it's definitely of that era. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so back to the show. Dude, fucking Alice Cooper blew everybody away. Hmm. So we wound up sitting, we lawn tickets. We got there early enough. We rented some lawn chairs, right? We were maybe like three rows back from the from the the beginning of the the, the lawn, right? And we ran into uh, Shane, um, uh, our good friend Shane. Uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, it's been a while since he's been on the show, but um, uh, we we sat together with them. Alice Cooper were all just relaxing, you know, people stood up in, in front of us, of course, and we had to stand up for most of it, but man, Alice Cooper puts on a phenomenal fucking show. They did, uh, he's met, he's back the man behind the mask, you know, the, the Friday the 13th song. Yeah. And, uh, they had a guy in a Jason costume come out there, chase some people around. That's cool. Fantastic. It was a great fucking show. Uh, Shane re- leaned over to me. He's like, man, uh, the, the misfits are going to really have to fucking bring their a game. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, but, uh, crazy, you know, crazy to think about Alice Cooper opening for the misfits, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, Dan Dick mentioned at one point, he's like, I hope you guys enjoyed fear. And I hope you guys in, in, enjoyed Alice Cooper. It was a, basically said with the dream of, of his to play together with them. So yeah, it, it felt like a very personal, invite for the for the show because the misfits don't do tours they do like a couple shows a year you know what i mean right. and it's an event it's not like they're just touring months and months out of the year you know so when we saw they're coming to dallas we're like all right that's like a less than a four-hour drive we've, we've got to go man misfits were fantastic the my one the biggest complaint i had is uh this place was just set up like the woodlands big venue right used to be the time. yeah big amphitheater it's called the dosa key plex or whatever it's called it's right there right. on the property of where the uh texas state fair is and all that kind of stuff right uh for the first two bands alice cooper and fear they were utilizing the the, the video screens right the misfits no video screen so we we're far enough back where we it was a very hard to see what the fuck was going on and somebody told me it was an uh, um, uh, Danzig request to not have the video screens going. So, yeah, uh, five or six or seven songs into their set, um, people behind us decided, "Hey, we're going to fucking start a mosh pit on the hit, on the lawn." So, uh, yeah, and it wasn't super big to begin with, but there was no place for these chairs to go, man. Right. These these lawn chairs. Uh, so first of all, okay, this is going to be a little bit of <laughs> a weird thing. I got first of all, I got hit in the nards with a chair, yes. a folded up chair, uh, and then I got hit in the knee 
it was almost as bad as taking an arrow to the knee, but I took a, yeah. a chair to the knee and everybody were like, okay, everybody started like, you know, struggling, like picking up all the chairs and try to get him out of the way. Mosh pit just got fucking bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, there was a row of people behind us that just sort of got, everybody just got swept up into the shit. Right. And some dude decided he was going to fucking throw elbows and I got elbowed in the, the right side of my neck, right? Jeez. Went down. As I was going down, I got hit in the ankle by a fucking chair, literally. And I was trying to get up. Uh, and as I was trying to get up, this, the person next, people next to me were trying to help me, right? But there was really no place for me to go. It was so compact at that moment. Um, as I was trying to get up, I got, I got hit again. And I twisted my body, so the left side of my neck and my back, you know, sort of tweaked. And I, I was feeling that shit. Um, still feeling my back, man. Telling you. But, uh, yeah. My wife, you know, she was, uh, she got involved, too. She got, not hurt, but uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say what happened, but it was just not cool. Jeez. So somebody grabbed a whole, can I say it? She got pantsed, basically. What? Yes. Her pants came down. I don't know if they got pulled down or they fell down or what, but yeah. Almost did. What the fuck, Dallas? Yeah. It was. <laughs> and the guys behind us, the literally these five or six guys behind us, they were bragging the whole time about all the fucking um, edibles they were on. Like these gummy edibles or like oh, gummy edibles. They, they literally said it like 50 times, right? Yeah. They would not fucking shut up during the show. I mean, <gasps> it's like, why are you at the show and you're just, and it's not like you can just like have a, a small conversation. One of the dudes, he was really fucked up. He was just like yelling conversations with his friends and then making fun of his friend who was standing next to us. And I'm like, dude, it's not a fucking roast. It's a fucking metal show. Shut the fuck up. Right. You know, that's the annoying part. You know what I mean? But did we have a great time? Yes. Did uh, the whole mosh pit situation uh, oh. sort of run a lot for me? Yes, it did. I'll be honest. I mean, and you know, like, I mean, I guess when you're down at the bottom of that hill, it, yeah, there's a little bit of room. It's not as steep, but you get up that hill and it gets pretty yeah. steep. And I'm just like visualizing how yep. are these guys having a pit on the hill? I, I don't know. You have to go up and, oh, man. just reminds me of the uh, the Beatles song, The Fool on the Hill. I've never it's seen that happen. The, oh. At, I've seen at it, the Woodlands. I've I seen it at the Woodlands maybe once or twice. Maybe when we saw Slayer play there, you know? Okay, that makes they sense. Didn't, it wasn't during Alice Cooper, but it was during the Misfits. But right. was it worth going? Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's that that's my uh my misfit story it's almost as bad as getting caught up in that hate breed mosh pit at the tattoo of the earth fest like Ugh. 20 years ago i yeah. think i think my um my strategy for the hill is I, I when i'm on the hill i just kind of accept that like i'm gonna be in the back i'm just gonna chill out and it's yeah. like i know i'm you know i want to be away from people because yeah it's, it can get packed and there's nowhere yeah. to go yeah. you know we bought the uh we bought the lawn chairs thinking we'd be okay I was right. sort of annoyed at first because people were standing up. There was like this group that were like, like I had a picnic blanket and the guy even told me, Oh, we're going to sit down for the show. Don't worry about it. As soon as they came on, they were all standing up. I'm like, fucker, yeah. you lied to me. Yeah. And 
there was a there was a guy next to me, uh, like next to Kim, where Kim was sitting, dude, smoking so much fucking weed. We're just like, yeah. we're like, all right, we're getting like contact high just by he would smoke a weed, then he would go get a pizza and then pass out and then wake up, smoke some more weed, get some more food, and then we pass out. And then I'm like, dude, chill out. And and you know, like you know, Bruce Dickinson got some flack recently. Yeah, he for- did addressing someone in the crowd smoking that stuff right all right look i'm all for freedom and stuff people smoking like whatever but like i i hate smelling that shit at shows so i'm on bruce's side like i'm just like yeah man are you here for music are you here to get high right how does how does getting high make you appreciate the music i don't understand that i'm not like a hot guy or anything but yeah i mean i can understand getting a little you know drinking a little bit getting a little fucked up whatever you whatever your poison is whatever but when you're so fucked up you're just passing out falling asleep yeah yeah i'm like what what do you paint you could have stayed home dude yes that's messed up it's like people that take naps in the movies like why are you here (laughs) right right (laughs) all right Uh, let's move on let's talk about it let's talk about our first uh, band of the evening um have you been checking out the new dynasty album yeah, I have listened to it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it's super fucking catchy. Uh, the name the name of the album is called Final Advent, um, and uh, there go with me here. It's very um, a lot of cool elements, like a lot of uh, keyboard keyboarded elements. I listened to this album. This album is pop fucking metal. It's pop metal pop power yeah. metal because a lot of the uh the keyboard flourishes and the elements that they incorporate i hear like 90s pop music totally like it's like it's like listening to like i I'm, i don't even really know a lot of bands but like like new kids or one of those type of bands that's what i'm talking about like very boy band you know what i mean just like the melodies and in like do you, do you agree with me at all I mean, I, I hear more of the influences as being sort of like um, a lot of glossy, like AOR type stuff. Yeah, like, well, yeah, and, definitely and, that. And like but... stuff like Europe or whatever, you know. Um, sure. Go back yeah, with mean, a go back with a when you go back and listen to it, listen to it with like a new set of ears and go, hey, this is like the song we're going to play is called uh, Advent, and I swear this song sounds like something else I've heard before, but I cannot place it. Um. This is a it's a really catchy song. Really, his the cadence of the lyrics are are very interesting, and and they and it goes in like some weird. Um, I want to use the word cadence again, but it's really cool, and it sounds like something I just can't place my finger on it. Really, I mean, I think you know because this is the I mean um, the same guy in, in Amaranth, so it's. Uh... So you're more of an Amaranth fan than I am, right? Yeah, I mean, so you, you hear a little bit of that influence creeping in, I think, in the way he approaches maybe vocal melodies and stuff. It's also produced by Jacob Hansen, who's doing a lot of more glossy you know, yes. productions for metal bands and stuff. I mean, I think he's really good, but yeah, I, I guess I could hear that. I, I just didn't, I, nothing, when I heard it, I, I didn't think about boy bands <laughs> right off the bat. Take another listen. Like, you might, it might pop into your head now that I said it, but I just thought I agree. about A&R. Well, yeah, it's definitely, it's a very overly, it's, well, you know, it's polished, but it's not polished to a turd. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like a diamond. You can't, it's not, but it is polished, but it's not, 
they could have taken it a, a lot further, which I think would have ruined it for me. Right. Um, but all right, let's get into it. Uh, you want to give you the introduction for the track? Uh, this is uh, basically uh, the almost the title track, but it's Advent from the yep. album Final Advent. Uh, this came out in August, late August. Yep. Um, so we're still catching up from the summer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, this has been on my, it's been on my list for a while and I've just gone yeah. back to it as I was preparing for this episode. I'm like, Oh, wow. It's a really good album. Really, really good songs on this album. I, I really love the last one that came out in 2020. Yes. They got kind of lost in the shuffle because it came out like right when the pandemic was happening that week yep. and they got kind of looked over, but uh, yeah, this is a good one too. All right. So, uh, as the metal pigeon said, here is Dynasty. We'll be right back. This is the first 
yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of hear what you're talking about there. Yeah, you can, uh, right? Yeah, it's it's that's maybe it's the Swedish thing. I don't know. <laughs> we were we were mentioning like Max Martin, like the yeah, guy. Yeah, did, I didn't like, know who that was. Boys and, and sync and stuff like the producer. And I was like, maybe Jacob Hansen's really, but he's a he's a Danish guy, isn't he? I think so. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe that's where the that, that, that's where the influence that I'm talking about. Maybe those are the band that I'm trying to think of um yeah it's just some I, well, I don't know a lot about that type of music but you know i've heard stuff on the radio before and that's i get that out that 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 feeling from it you know it's a really good yeah. album it's not super overly sugary poppy the whole time there's some uh like the last song it sort of slows it down like mid-tempo it's really good stuff really dig this album yeah there was a good i think i like that song yours that sort of semi-power ballad on the album yeah um I think I think you know uh, as a singer, um, Nils is really good at that kind of like dramatic epic power ballad type. So you said style. he's from from Amaranth too, right? He's in yeah. He's the clean, the clean lead, vocal. Yeah, in, in Amaranth. Yeah. Okay. He re- he replaced Jake. So he he's new to the band, or he's been with them for like what three albums now? So not not too new, but. Um, Okay. It's it's cool that he's kept this going too, sort of like a Tommy Karavik with Seventh Wonder type situation while he's still doing he's doing Camelot. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like his vocals a lot. So I'm I might give is is he on an Amaranth album or no? He's been on the past three albums, I think. Okay, pretty sure. Yeah, I'll have to check it out then. And uh, he um. Yeah, the th- but my thing with like bands like Dynasty is like this kind of modern AOR. Yeah, is like to your point. Sometimes that production can get too glossy, and I kind of sometimes wish that they would, you know, pare it down a little bit and get a little yep. bit more loose and kind of Loosey-goosey. raw with the production. Yeah, because like the yeah, songwriting. Because the AO- AO- AOR is like that's it has, speaks more about the songwriting than the production, and right. sometimes the production can a lot of that AFM, it. like not AFM, but uh, is that what I'm thinking about? They do. Uh, AF- um, I'm trying to think of the one they always have, like they always put band, like band members together. Oh, like, Frontiers. Frontiers. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, them, sometimes that stuff can be overly produced, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. To death. Yeah. Yeah. To <laughs> annoyingly. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So we talked a little bit about concerts that I went to, but I want to talk about a couple of tours um, that are coming up that I really want to talk about. Um, one of the last night as we were recording this, um, I was this close to going, but I didn't go, uh, in Houston, Armored Saint with Wasp and Michael Schenker group here in the Texas dates would have been a killer show, but I was still sort of feeling the effects of my, uh, my road trip. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I just relaxed at home and didn't go and work has been, Super, super uh, busy this week for me too. So I was just like, you know, I just didn't, I just didn't go. But you know, I am looking forward to Jesus Priest. So there's another show this month. Um, oh, I do want to talk about a local show coming up, and I'm going to pull it up. But um, I bought tickets for Halloween. Did we talk about that yet? Uh, no, we didn't talk about it. But I, I also bought a ticket. Oh, you did? Yeah. Are we going to road trip it? Yeah, I mean that's the plan. I mean, I, and I did buy the insurance with the ticket because that's it's so far out. It's like next May. That, right. You, know, you never you never know what could happen. So I, I just to be safe, I actually bought the insurance for the first did time you? I've ever bought the insurance. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't do that. 
Um, at least at least you're just out the service fee if you do that. So. Right. I'm looking forward to that show. It's fucking, you know, my love for Halloween knows no bounds. Um, yeah. Speaking of, real quick, um, I picked this up at Bedrock City here in Houston. There's a Halloween Seekers of the Seven Keys, a comic book series that's out now. That is, that is cool. <laughs> uh, you got to read it, dude. Uh, there's, it's going to be a three-part series. It's written by this guy named Joe Harris, who we've actually had on Metal Geeks before. He wrote the series called Rock Stars, which is really cool, too. And he also wrote some of the X-Files uh, comic books that came out recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is everything you want it to be. It's about two kids. One of the one of the girls, she's a latchkey kid, the brother and sister. She has a key, and it turns out to be one of the seven keys that get split around different. Yeah, and like some of the characters, like Jack-O-Lantern, and like you have like the witch from Better Than Raw, and it's super cool, man. It's really, it's really it's a pretty cool fan surface. Yeah. And Dr. Stein is in there. I mean, come nice. on. It's pretty cool. Um, and there's three different covers. I'm like, not, do I want to collect all three covers? Um, guess how much each issue is. How much? Six, six, six. <laughs> Nothing more perfect, right? Come on. So ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, if you're a ha- Halloween fan, I definitely recommend picking the series up. Just, support your local comic shop or if you have one order it online uh yeah check it out i think you'll really dig it um also going back to the halloween show hammerfall is playing i know they were doing this european tour together and i was so happy when they announced it coming to fucking number one to america number two to texas i was like all right we're going yeah, it, it would have been uh, a little disappointing if they had like picked some other some other band to to come right do the show with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I'm I I haven't been to Dallas and like we were talking about how long it had been since we had been. Now I got to go back three times just in a year because I got to go back next year earlier for my cousin's bar mitzvah, and then mm. we're going back for Halloween. So a little bit different experiences, but you know, <laughs> all includes all includes singing somehow. Hopefully this next time will not include any um, unwanted moshing Mosh into. Bit, yeah, exactly. I'm sure it'll be a, a more chilled out power metal crowd, which would be nice. Um, we talked about uh, the Anthrax show that I tried to go to in Austin that got canceled on the, our drive there. Yeah, <laughs> we, you told the tale. Yep. Uh, so they announced the second leg of that tour, and it's coming to Houston. Good. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> bas- it's basically the same 40th anniversary tour. Um but instead, Black Label Society is unfortunately still on the tour. Oh. But instead of Hate Breed, they've replaced them with Exodus. So oh, that's much no, better. That's I know you're a hate. You, yeah. you like Hate Breed, so no offense, but I'd rather match, r- mother rat, much rather see Exodus. I don't know why that was yeah. so hard to say. Hate Breed's playing here in White Oak in a couple, in like a week or so. Yeah. And I have I have considered going to it, but. The it's other week, bands I on think, the bill, or maybe it, Monday yeah. or something. I, I think, think Gate so. Creeper is opening up. Gate Creeper are pretty good. Yeah, that'll be cool. But I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna actually do it because I'm just like, ah, you know, I don't really need to go see them. I can right. imagine what they're like. So, you yeah, never seen them uh, live? No. So I've seen, I've seen, I've, I think I've seen them like twice somehow in my life. Once I mentioned brother. during that tattoo of the earth, which is like. Was that in 2000? Yeah, like 22, yeah. Shit, 22 years ago, man. 
and I saw him some opening up for some other band and meh. I like right. we've talked about. I I like Jamie Josta, but I don't really like the band that much. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Don't ha- I don't have to. Um yeah, so I think that's going to be cool. Uh but I want to I wanted to pose this question to you. Who would you rather want to see instead of Black Label Society? Cuz I have a couple of ideas. You mean on like an Anthrax Exodus tour? Yeah. Um like metal church would be cool, right? You know, well, something like that. Singer, or, uh, well, my cow is unfortunately deceased now, so right. If if they were up the tour again, yeah, I mean, you know, but yeah, you could, there's so many other bands you could fit in that slot, like Testament or something. I would, or, yeah, I was. They need to do Testament. They need to do like a like a Death Angel, which I think they've done that tour before, but I don't care. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, like a newer thrash band could have been thrown on there. Um, yeah like a havoc or, or something like that. Or I don't know. Uh, like, a, I don't know. I mean, even bands like, like an obituary could work something. Yeah. Um, I just don't see how black label society sort of fits in. I, I'm just not a fan. You know, if I want to listen to Ozzy, I'd listen to Ozzy. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, what, when's that coming? Oh, that's probably the voice from the other room. My wife is like, it's probably because Charlie, they're friends, and Charlie is playing in Pantera. So, that's right. Yeah, I saw something about how um, someone was. Some people were worried because uh, what's his name, uh, Zach Wild hasn't been practicing for the Pantera shows coming up. <laughs> Does he really need to? I'm sure he knows that shit. Yeah, I, I think I think it was all too much, uh, you know, being made of it because it's like the guy's a professional musician. I'm sure he can learn this stuff. I think he'll be. I think he'll be just fine. And he's a great guitar player. Uh, I will give him that. I just don't like his music. Yeah, you know. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I know we don't really talk about this band very much on the show, but let's talk about Motley Crue. They just announced that um, Mick Mars is actually finally going to retire. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised he ever came what? back for that reunion I know. tour. I mean, he's been in ill health for so long, um, but. He's still always still been able to perform, you know, right. perform well out of the best out of most of the band, but whatever. I mean, I, I heard about him having this condition like over 10 years ago. Oh yeah. It's been a while. Like I was surprised that he even did the tour that they did right before they you know, signed that agreement that they were never going to reunite or whatever. Right. So like just the fact that he's lasted this long, I mean, that's a testament to him, but he's, he's the yeah. oldest person in the band. He deserves and yeah, to retire, he to chill and, out. Yeah. yeah, he's he's made his money. He's he's done his time. He's he has medical issues. He deserves this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But did you hear they who they replaced him with? John Five. Okay. Why? Is John um, Five a, is he that great of a guitar player or something? He is a pretty good guitarist. Uh, and you know, it's not like he's me playing ultra technical material. Sure. He it's Molly Crew. I got it. He looks like he belongs on stage with Motley Crue. I think a lot of that's, you know, that has a lot to do with it. And, um, I mean, I will say this because I, I, I have listened to some, uh, like local podcasts that went to the show when it came here and, um, it's like sports radio guys and stuff. And they were genuinely impressed with Motley Crue's performance that night. And really? actually, Poison apparently stole a show the entire tour. They came I've, I've heard class. people say that. 
but but they said that Motley Crue sounded pretty good, all things considered. So you know, it wasn't it probably wasn't Def Leppard for me. Yeah, well, yeah, I think Def Leppard kind of sticks out on that tour. I like Def Leppard, but you know, they're admittedly kind of a uh, a different band than they than they used to be back in the day. So yeah, have you ever seen Motley Crue live? Yes, I saw Motley Crue with Megadeth. Um, gee, I can't remember when that was. That was in two thousand. Was that yeah. when uh, uh, they had the girl from uh, Hole playing drums? With yes. Anthrax? Uh, that was the Maximum Rock Tour of 2000. I don't remember Anthrax. Anthrax was the opening band, then Megadeth and the Molly Crew. Maybe they weren't on the show I, I went to. You saw it at the Woodlands? Yeah. They were there. Oh shit! Maybe I did. maybe I missed because Anthrax. That's the uh, that's the tour um, around that that time. I was I uh, I was friends with the webmaster for the Anthrax website, and uh, we hung out a little bit. And that's where I actually hung out backstage a little bit. Um, got the, yeah. That's when Frankie like hand me like a beer for the first time. Like I'm like I, I was like, I don't drink beer, dude. I'm like good. I was like you take a beer from when somebody offers you a beer, right? Right when when the when the bass player from Anthrax is you want a beer I'm like fuck yeah dude it was a Tecate with lime and salt I'm like okay that's was not our, bad wasn't bad that no, wasn't bad no. yeah yeah that was that tour and then I was actually side to stage for Megadeth and uh, Molly Crew that night which is sort of cool got to hang out like on the side of the stage I have very few memories of that show. I do remember. I, I do remember Molly Crew, and I, I very vividly remember Megadeth. But um, yeah, yeah. Maybe you got there late. Maybe you used to see Anthrax. I guess I don't even know who I went with. I have that shirt from that tour as well. The Anthrax oh, yeah. Maximum Rock shirt. Um, yeah, man. All right, uh, let's move into the next band for the evening. Um, this is the band that I really, really fucking love. Uh, they're called In the Woods. Um, they originally were the original lineup was uh, sort of a continuation of green carnation in a way you know what i mean yeah. now it's only like one member that was in green carnation uh the drummer i believe but um this album it's coming out november 25th i've had it the promo for uh maybe a two like almost two months now and um spoiler alert it's in my top 10 for sure yeah it might even be higher than that. It's a right. really, really good album. Um, they've released two singles so far. We're going to play one of them. It's called The Malevolent God. Uh, there's like this, this chugging guitar riff on this song that I absolutely fucking love. This is um, progressive uh, black death metal with prog tendencies and... Huh. It's like enslaved, you know, is more, um, you know, from like more black metal influenced, you know, uh, black and death type of stuff. These are, they're definitely more death metal, but it's so, um, you know, pagan metal like, and it's just so good. I, I really, I really like, love their last album, 2018's uh, Cease the Day. Um, and this album, it sounds, it's a, it's a definite continuation in, in the right way. I think you're really going to love this album, uh, Sean. I don't know if you heard the track it come yet. Out? comes out November 25th. Oh, wow. Late. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so it's very late in the year, but uh, it's pretty high up there for me already. Huh. Uh, so let's get into it. This is uh, a track off Diversum, the upcoming album from In the Woods, dot, dot, dot. This is called The Malevolent God. We'll be right back.
And that was The Malevolent God from the upcoming Diversum album from In the Woods. First time hearing this song, uh, what was your your first gut opinion, your reaction? I liked it. I mean, it did remind me a lot of Green Carnation. Yeah. Um, but like a different tone from Green Carnation. The, the Queen vocals sound different, uh-huh. a little more, um, I don't know, kind of remind me of Primordial a little bit. But um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was good. It was it was definitely good. You're right about that that riff, that whole sequence at the four minute mark was really cool. Yeah, that's what caught. That's why I kind of perked up. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Uh, it's it's like the end of Deliverance for me. You know, it's like that. That's just such a. It's just. It's as Jack Black would say. It's a tasty riff. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good. It's you know it's avant garde, progressive, black in death metal, rock and roll. Yeah. It's all those things rolled up together. I I can't wait for you to hear the rest of the album. I think you're really going to be be happy with it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, you know, those late November releases. It's you have to really pay attention, otherwise they just slip right under the the radar because you're so you're so in review the rest of the year mode. You just don't think about new albums coming out that way. Yep, I totally agree with that. Um, and we also, we, we heard something from a local band. They're called, uh, Imprecation. Do you, I know you've seen these guys before. Do you know much about them? Um, so I, they've been an institution at Houston for a while. Um, I have seen them, I think multiple times. So this is a new song. The new album that just came out, uh, the middle of October. The album is called In Nomine Diaboli. Um, it's on Dark Descent Records. Um, it's the posthumously released album featuring uh, the drummer Ruben Elizondo. Um, it's it's really, really, really cool death metal. It's Texas death metal to the T, man. These guys have been doing it for a long time. Um, I'm trying to remember when the first album came out. Was it like the 90s, right? Yeah, as far as I know, they're... Yeah, the first EP was like '93, right? Um, I mean, Wes Weaver was in this band, who is a, a local legend who passed away in the past couple of years. It's, it's weird. I go through the list of people that have been in this band. I'm like, I know almost every one of these motherfuckers. It's weird. Yeah, Jeff Tandy. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Tandy is in the is in the band now, which I didn't even realize that. Um, he he plays bass on this album. Uh, he's also in Burst AD, uh, if, you, if you know that band. Um, like I said, the drummer, Ruben Elizondo. Uh, it's been in so many local bands and, and uh, over the years, like Dumas, Dark Rain, um, uh, of course, Imprecation. He's been there for a while. He unfortunately passed away, I believe it was last year. Um, yeah. But uh, Dave Herrera on vocals, he's a great vocalist. Um He's also in the band Wolf Skull. I mentioned my buddy Shane earlier uh, that we hung out with at the show. He's in that band as well. Uh, it's very, it's like, it's like black and crusty misfits worshiping music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, my my impression of my the whole thing with imprecation. I remember is that they just they I would always see them and they would never have like a, anything put out. Like they didn't right. have like an album or anything well, they, like that. I don't they think, did. Like, like, uh, like I remember 
um, having conversations with people and being like, have they gotten like an, an album done yet? And they just never did. But yeah, they finally did like what, like seven years ago, 10 years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like in 2013, they did yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, demos and split right. compilation type EPs stuff, and stuff. Yeah. Their first full length, right. Was 2013. Yeah. Uh, and then 2019 and then, then 2022. So uh, that's bringing uh, up memories of like old Houston metal show days. I know. Don't make, don't make me feel old, dude. I yeah. know I saw these guys back in the early nineties. So, yeah. um, so yeah, um, I wanted to play that in tribute to Ruben Elizondo. Uh, he's a great drummer. Um, I used to see a doom is so much, um, so many times just playing around. So yeah, wanted to give a little local love to those guys. And speaking of local love, I mentioned another concert coming up at Black Magic Social Club in December, December 10th. Uh, it's a tribute to Lemmy, and I'm definitely going to the show. Uh, Save Your Skin is opening up. Hasserot, who's, uh, you know, we've had them on the show. Uh, Ex-co-host uh, of this show, he's the drummer of that band, and um, many, many friends of ours. Uh, and then Blue Funeral is playing, and they're going to be doing a special Sanctus Bellum set. And Doomstress is also playing. They're all going to be doing uh, tributes to Motorhead as well during their set. So uh, when they announced this, uh, Maurice posted about it. And I was like, dude, your arm is going to fall off because he's playing in three <laughs> bands at night. Right. I'm like, dude, all right. It's, it should be a fun show. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You should come out, uh, you know, December 10th at Black Magic Social Club, which I haven't been yet. But I just saw on uh, November 9th that um, Spirit Adrift is playing there. Oh, that's interesting. And I really like Spirit Adrift. I, their new EP, a uh, couple of new songs, a couple of covers. They do a typo negative cover, which is pretty cool. It's easy top cover. Pretty, pretty fun stuff, man. But there you go. Um, what are we going to get into next? Oh, this is something I'm excited for you to hear, dude, and talk about. Uh, oh, this host. is the, yeah. This is uh, host is coming out with an album next year. Do you know anything about these guys? Did you listen? Just to what I, I I wasn't yeah I listened to the track before we recorded yeah. Um, so host is a band um, that uh, it's based on an album from the band Paradise Lost. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. What, what am I? Where am I going? Uh, Why well, I I know that I, that's where I kind of figured that name was pulled from when I was listening to it, but I didn't I didn't look up who was in the band. Yeah, it's based on the uh, the Paradise Lost album. So uh, of course it's uh, Gre- uh, Gregor. Um, so it's Gregor Macintosh, of course. Uh, and and then Nick Holmes on vocals. So okay. I don't know who else is in the band. They have I haven't seen that, but it's basically a continuation of that that mid nineties era, uh, mid to late late nineties era of Paradise Lost, where they were very experimental and electronica that type of stuff. Yeah. Even more so with this album. This album it definitely reminds me of like what Pucifer is. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I, I really, I really like this song. I'm, I'm stoked for this album. Uh, 
surprisingly, you know, one of the albums that I've been listening to recently that came out in this past month. Um, what's that? Besides the new Bloodbath, of course, but uh, going along these lines of style of music, the new Simple Minds album. Hmm. That is not what I expected you to say. I know. It's actually really, really good. Surprisingly, really good. If you like, Just if you reminded like, me. What's that? About Bloodbath. I totally forgot. You forgot about the Bloodbath album? Yeah. Yeah. The Bloodbath album is so good, though. Um, yeah. Did you, speaking of that style, did you hear about the Morbid Angel tour? Yeah, I just read about that today, actually. I was actually just literally reading about that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so what I, it's their 40th anniversary tour, which seems crazy to me that they've been around for 40 years, but I guess so, because, like, they, I don't think their first album was maybe 86, 87, something like that, like their yeah. first EP-style album. So they've probably been around for a while, but... Um, when they're playing Houston, uh, March 17th, 2013, uh, it looks like they're playing the rise rooftop bar. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is this weird venue. I've seen, I saw faster pussycat there one time, just weird venue in the middle of, uh, of midtown Houston, uh, surrounded by fucking apartment complexes everywhere. Like, uh, it's like the top of a building is a rooftop, man. It's just weird, but it's a, it's yeah. actually a not not a bad venue, um, but not the place I would expect to see more uh, Morbid Angel play. It's weird in Austin. They're playing Come and Take It Live, which I don't know if you, you've been there. I think I have that not. Place is tiny. That I have place not been there. Really tiny. So it depends on maybe what the record, what the the sales for the tour. Maybe they'll get go to bigger. Yeah, maybe venues. they'll change. Yeah, but I saw yeah. them. Right before the pandemic, maybe like six months before the pandemic hit, at um, uh, here in Houston at the, oh, what was it called? The ba- the place with the bad audio. I can't think of the name now. Oh, um, warehouse, warehouse live, warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but on this tour, they're touring with Revocation, they're touring with Crypta and Skeletal Remains and Vitriols. So that's I mean that's a pretty stacked lineup. Yeah. Hopefully it'll go to a better location than Rise Rooftop. Hopefully it won't be um, a warehouse because that sounded like a fucking like wall of noise. This is a this is the show I would like to see like at Scout Bar. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Just a, a good decent venue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got sidetracked really quickly there. So uh, let's get into the the band host. This is a preview track from the album coming out uh, early next year. This is a track called Tomorrow Sky. We'll be right back.
Afraid of the rain that might wash away the heart that I pray. 
Misplaced among the angels. Misplaced. 
that was Avantasia. Who else? It was. Uh, that, it was very Avantasia-ish. Unmistakable. Yep. And that uh, that other voice on the song was uh, Floor Jansen. Um, her first guest spot on an Avantasia album, long overdue. Oh, and, that is uh, true. Yeah, huh? yeah uh, that song was misplaced among the angels. Um, my favorite song from the album, um, the new album, Paranormal Evening with the Moonflower Society, Moonflower Society for short. From now on, yes, it's, it's obviously a long title. Yeah, Moonflower. what is it going to call Moonflower? But um, yeah, I mean, I you know, the new Avantage album is always going to take a lot of my attention. I've been listening to it intensely for the past couple weeks and okay so i am i really want to talk about this with you um first of all uh you did mention floor uh was on this song and uh wishing her the best recovery after um oh yeah being diagnosed with uh some cancer uh, i think she had breast cancer yeah. i know she's uh gone through some chemo and all that kind of stuff so hopefully she'll she needs hopefully everything is going to be good and she just needs to have a good recovery because I know there's Nightwish was announced for the 70,000 ton. So yeah, that's only, that's when January. So yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, I don't know what that's going to be like or what's going to happen, but wishing uh, her the best, but uh, I, I, I'm really interested to talk to you about this album. I've only honestly listened to it twice. I've heard a couple of track other tracks here and there. My favorite track is probably uh, the Wicked Roll the Night. I love that. I love Ralph Shaper's uh, vocals on that track. Um, hmm. There's some good stuff on this, song, on this album, but it is definitely not my favorite Avantage album. Yeah, what, which it's, which one's your favorite? Would you say? Um, I don't know. I'd have to go. I would have really have to think about that. But yeah, there is there is. Maybe I haven't heard as much as you have. I know you were really diving in deep into it, but uh, it hasn't really grabbed me yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could, I could see that. Okay, it's just, uh, it's, it's not even right now. There's definitely better albums in my, in my. I was like I said, I was working on that earlier this morning of what some of my favorite albums are, and this one didn't even pop into my mind when I was thinking about that. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to, to, um, I guess you just have to listen to it more. I mean, I I will say this, there's, there's a lot of, this album is hard to kind of judge on its own because it's tied into the last album, Moonglow. Um, it's almost a, it's a direct sequel. I mean, has he, has he said that? It is a direct seek. Yeah, he has basically alluded to the fact that it's a, it's okay. almost like a, in some ways, a continuation of the album. Sure. The storyline, obviously, you know, there is always a thematic and con- like a conceptual storyline to these things, but it's not as detailed as it was back in the metal opera days. Like his storylines right. are more vague and stuff. So you don't really have to pay attention to that stuff. The thing with these, this album that my, I, I think there's a genuinely like the floor, the two floor songs are amazing. I think they're really good. There's a um, a Ronnie Atkins song here called Paper Planes. Yep. And, you know, speaking of, of people facing health challenges, Ronnie Atkins, of course, is facing one, uh, a very grave, you know, situation with him. And no, this I, might be... Wh- what do you mean? I, I don't know about this. I mean, so he's facing stage four cancer. Um, Ronnie Atkins is really? Yeah. And I didn't so, know that. 
you know, um, it, you you don't know if this is going to be his last appearance on a Novantasia record, but if it is, this is an amazing song to go out on because this um, Paper Planes to me has some of Tobias's best lyrics. It was a song that grew on me when I first heard the album. I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of one of the weaker songs. And I just kept on listening to it and listening to it. And I was like, God, this song is so emotionally powerful that it's so low. Every time I hear it, I, I it kind of like affects me a lot. And it's, it's a very um, poetic and kind of cathartic song. And it, it is almost, it's so fitting that he had him sing that song because it's, if you look at the lyrics, you're kind of like, oh man, that's, that's it's it hits harder the fact that he's singing it that ronnie atkins is singing it and so i think there's really good material on this album i think it's a good avantage album here's my problem with this album though and it's my problem with tobias in general is that this is jeff tate's third appearance in a row mm-hmm. this is a ronnie atkins i mean i love ronnie but he's returning on this album as well um Eric Martin's back on this album. This is his third Avantasia album that he's done. Not in a row, but third. Yorn, Bob um, Catley. You know, Yorn, Bob Catley. Those two guys I kind of give a pass to because I kind of feel like they're a part of the fabric of the sound of the band. But, Keith yeah, K- I mean. I mean, Keith is too, I think. Keith's back. Keith part of it too. But my problem is when I look at someone like Arjun Lucasen, whose music I have a hard time getting into, but I always admire the fact that that guy really challenges himself all the time to like, hey, I'm going to get this vocalist and I'll get this guy I've never worked yeah. with and this this girl I've never worked with and this, you know. And he's always bringing in new voices and keeping sure. things fresh. And I feel like Tobias is running into this problem where because these are the people he's been on tour with, yeah. he's just sort of been like, you know, the, the easy way to go is just to have them be on the albums too. I, I used like, I, I see what you mean. Like sort of phoning it in, make, doing it the easy way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, back in the, like when he first brought Avantasia back in 2008 and they went on tour, he just grabbed the best musicians he could possibly could for the tour. And so he didn't have Alice Cooper on stage with him when he was on that album, that album, the, the 2008 Avantasia yeah. album. He didn't have Roy Khan on stage with him, but he did the best he could with the musicians he had available. And my problem is that he's picking musicians that he knows will be game for touring or that happen to be game for touring. But then he just decides to have them on the album just for convenience's sake. And I'm like, dude, like, come on, like branch out. The, branch out. Like how come like there's so many, there's so much fresh young talent in Europe and in North America, like grab one of the singers from temperance, grab someone from, I grab the grab the lead singer from Dark Moor, who's got an, an amazing, rich voice. Uh, how about Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires? I mean, she was freaking yeah. on the tour too. She like, was. I don't understand. I don't understand how Adrian Cowan's not on this album. Right, singing. right, right, right. And, and also, here's my other complaint: is and like, the guy I, from uh, Firewind? Uh, what's his name now? Oh yeah, sure. All, all these guys, all these guys could be perfect candidates, and it's like you have to challenge yourself and and shake yourself out of like comfortableness. And I, and he's been at the interviews he's done with this album. He said like, yeah, I'm the, this is the album I'm most proud of. And I don't doubt that he means that, <laughs> but I do think yeah. that he is, he's gotten into a place where dude, you have basically replaced one band that you were in uh, Ed guy with this other band. And you've made permanent members of this band, Yorn and Bob Catley and you know, all like, and whatever. It's just like, 
I agree, man. I totally agree. I I I I got the vinyl just a couple of days ago, so I plan to to sit down with the vinyl playing and look through everything and read through the lyrics as it's going. Sort of envelop myself a little bit more. Maybe I'll enjoy it more. But um, I I I I agree with a lot of your points there. It feels I don't think. I mean, I love his songwriting. I love I lo- uh, Toby is a great musician. But he needs to self-edit a little bit as well. You know what I mean? That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you know, you mentioned the Ralph Sheepers cut. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually my least favorite song in the album, but I appreciate the fact that he did try to do something different there. Yeah. I don't really think that that kind of heaviness works with Avantasia. I don't think it it sounds a little stilted and awkward to me, um, and not really that convincing. But okay, at least Ralph's new. At least that's something. Yeah, and right. floor. Floor, you know, she should have been on an album like two albums ago. But, you know, Ghost Lights was my album of the year back in 2016. I thought that was a perfect album. That's when he first introduced Jeff Tate. Has it been that long he, since the last album? Yeah. I mean, he, wow. he had so many different new voices. He had Herbie Lankins on that album for the that's first time. Herbie, we just mentioned. That's and, what we're and about. you know, he was, that album was perfect because it was like, whoa, he's really doing something daring like having jeff tate on here and jeff tate was phenomenal on the album yeah tate's tate's song on this album scars is the worst song on the album yeah it's so uninspired and so kind of plodding and i'm like dude this is what happens when you just when you keep on bringing the same people on you run out of ideas for those people bring back john oliva just bring back john oliva come on get john oliva get hansi get 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 any get some fresh blood in the mix and i agree you have to you have to have a new cast and I'll give credit to Arjun here because yeah, he does go back to certain vocalists like Arjun. He has had like repeat vocalists, but I always respect the fact that I look at the track listings for those albums, even if I don't like those albums in the, in the end. Well, that's a singer that I never would have expected to see there. That's a guy I haven't heard of before. That's cool. You know, just sure. You know, you get a mix it up. And I know Arjun, uh, he, he, he real, he, spends the time to research and look for new talent. He does. Yeah. He's admitted that. I, I want to, a uh, little, little side here. We, uh, we talked about, cause they announced, um, Aryan is doing the zero one, zero one, 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 zero, blah, blah, blah album live. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and of course in Tilburg in the Netherlands and we talked about going and, uh, we were going to try to make it work, but, I was at work the, the the day the tickets went on sale, and I was uh, busy, and uh, they all sold out with like in an hour. Yeah. So. It's just always the way. <laughs> the, fully on that plan, so I'll just have to settle for the Blu-ray version when it comes out. But bucket list band is to see, is to see Arion live. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm, that's it. I, that's what it, that, I, I can die happy after that. Well, you don't think that there will be someone trying to resell, like get, you know, like they can't make it. I'm sure there it. is, but it's so it's hard to plan. Yeah, yeah, planning tickets, hotels are probably are yeah, people are talking about hotels are really hard to get, and it's just I've never been to Europe, so it'd be it would just be this whole I don't know, I, I I don't know if it was my time yet. You know what I mean? Right. But hopefully soon yeah. we'll figure it out. But yeah. Um, all right. So speaking of bands that uh, power metal bands that have different vocalists on their albums, have you heard the new Ord and Ogon? I actually have not. No. Do you know what they do? You know what they've done on this album? 
just a bunch of guests on it? It's <laughs> yes and no. So um, Final Days came out in 2021, right? Yeah. This is called Final Days, Oregon, Odon, Orden, Ogon, and Friends. So basically, they've taken the last album and have different oh, vocalists geez. on each song. Yeah. So this is why I played a song on here um, that I wanted to talk about. I, I, I just wanted to talk about what this means. I've never really heard of a band doing this. I, You know what? That's not true. Power Wolf has done this before. They've released... Uh, stuff with other singers singing their songs, right? Yeah, but, but well, was that bands doing covers of their songs? Or? No, there was uh, there was versions. Well, that too, but they also had ver- uh, people singing their versions of their own songs. I think. Okay, yeah. But um, I mean, this is a it's a pretty stacked lineup of of an album. Um, yeah, brainstorm with Stu Block. Yeah, Stu Block. PV uh, Niles from the band we just played earlier from Dynasty. Elena Sorala, who I think is the singer of Weave's Eyes. Yep, maybe. that's correct. That is correct. Um, I'm I'm gonna pull it up right now, but uh, like you have like Gus G is on this album. Bunch of different guitar players. Uh, do people doing narr- narration? It's uh, it's very interesting that they've done this. Um. I don't you must know. Why have a I lot like of it. confidence in that album. I mean, I thought it was a decent album, I guess, but it's not their best album. No, people no. Are like I don't. I don't know why Spotify. When you look up the, the song we're going to play, is called Interstellar, which features Andy B. Frank, and it just says Brainstorm as the singer. Singer. I'm like, that's not the singer, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty pretty interesting concept. Uh, what do you think about it? I mean. I... It's uh, you know it's it's interesting I guess I can't really criticize it it's not I don't know it's not something that's done know. very often you know what I mean I think it would have been more interesting if they like went through their career and picked their best songs and then did it that like way a greatest you know? hits version yeah I, I would yeah agree. that would have been interesting yeah because I mean there's only I only liked a, maybe two or three songs off that album it wasn't their best album right I mean, right there were some yeah. good tracks on there. Uh, I, I really, I did like interstellar when it came out in the dawn of the AI was a good track. Um, heart of the, heart of the, heart of the Android was a good song. Yeah. Was PV singing on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to get into, uh, the song interstellar from the album, which is Andy B. Frank of the band brainstorm in some Uh, one of my most favorite underrated vocalists in metal. Oh right yeah, now, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's get into it and, uh, we'll be right back.
was Codex Gigas by Therion, uh, the new album, Leviathan 2, sequel to last year's Leviathan that came out uh, early in the year. Oh, it's um, a sequel. 2021. I thought it was just an unoriginal title. No, there's going to be, there's gonna be a third part coming out. Oh, my God, uh, hopefully, really? Hopefully next year. But, um, yeah, they wrote all this material kind of together. Like, you know, they hadn't done an album uh, since 2010, I guess, proper studio album. Uh, original material and so they you know when they're coming back they're coming back big so you're getting three albums which i i totally appreciate as a fan and i'm i'm so thrilled that it's like just kind of classic theory on stuff this album is um more of the dreamy sort of like soundscapey epic you know stuff as opposed to the last album which was more like direct metal stuff yeah, I could hear. Um, I could tell that on this. I've only heard this is the only track I've heard, so I can tell that for sure on that album, on that song. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's and you know that's such a crucial element of theory on sound. That kind of uh, kind of trippy, you know, uh, epic, more softer side of their their sound. But um, wouldn't let me ask you this: Wouldn't you, I know you're a bigger fan than I am? You're a big fan of the band. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather see an album where it wasn't one or the other, but more of a mixture? So apparently, I mean, I, I have to go back and read what he said, but he basically, um, he that was what the last album was because the last album had the more of the mixture, and this is where he's he's dividing the two things into like stuff that's more symphonic on this album, and then I think the next one's supposed to be heavier. I think if I'm if I remember right, next album is going to be completely death metal album. I, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to go back to that, but it might be more. It might it's it's going to be definitely different than this album, but I I was definitely looking forward to this one a lot because I love that kind of dreamy symphonicness that they have. Okay. Um, that's one of my favorite aspects of their sound. So oh, okay, and of, of course the metal stuff I love too. But um, I mean, this is one of my favorite bands of all time. So I I freaking love everything pretty much. But uh, you're um, a fanboy. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, and I and I really do love this album. Uh, it's a ch- it's more challenging than the last one was. The last one was instantaneous, um, as far as my like liking everything. This one's these songs are more in depth. They require more patience, so it's taking me longer to kind of let the thing unfold. But mm-hmm. I'm having I'm I, I'm I've been enjoying it for the most part, you know. So and if you'll remember, the Leviathan was my album of the year last year. So I do. This has a, this has a lot to live up to. Yeah. I wonder if it'll make a repeat of the sequel. Um, last year was, I would say, easier for an album to be number one just by the fact that there wasn't that much competition on that list. But, um, you know, this is, I'm, I don't know. This album made me happy, I'll say that, from, from the first moment I listened to it the other week. And I was just like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted this album to sound like. So... That's a good thing. All right, that's cool. Um, I'm I'm excited that you're excited. It's like one of my favorite bands puts out an album, like uh, Devin Townsend that's coming out this week, and um, you don't like it that much. Oh no! <laughs> no, did I say that? Oh, it's not what I was wanting. There's yeah. some good tracks on here. Um, it's a double album, of course, like the second CD. There's a couple really heavy stuff on there, but it's not what I wanted. Uh, I know because the last year he did more of the um, the 
the different. I don't know, man. I was. I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because I've only heard it once, and I've heard a couple right. tracks a few times here and there. But it's not. It's not that I had my expectations up or anything. I just wanted something that was more different. I wanted more like a Genesis style song. You know what I mean? Where it sort of ran the gamut and uh, like impasse. So that album was great. I wanted more right, of that. Yeah. I didn't get more of that. I got more of a combination of some of the slower paced stuff. And, and I don't, and the, the, the drum sounds are weird to me in this album. It's not my favorite. So what was he trying to do on the, on the record? Like what's, what was his concept or whatever? Uh, it's a lot of the stuff he wrote during the pandemic. It's how he was feeling, okay. uh, trying to survive the pandemic, that type of stuff, which, you know, it's, it's happy. It's, um, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I can't, we, you can't have something, you can't have a heavy album every time, you know? Right. But I want to, I want to hear more of a mixture of, of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to give this another shot. Cause I just, like I said, I just got the, uh, the deluxe, um, like the Blu-ray, you know, huge art book. Cause you know, I'm a collector. Number one. Um, I'm not going to stop collecting, but, I don't know. It was it's it's a little disappointing for me. That's all I can <laughs> say right now. Uh, we can talk about it more. I want you to hear it, and then uh, next episode, I, I'll I'll give it a little bit more time, and then we can right. talk about it a little bit more. You know what I mean? It's already out, right? It as of recording, it comes out tomorrow. Okay, sure, oh, cool. I got the all promo right. for it, so and I'll I got the CD out. that came out earlier, but. Uh, is there any new releases you wanted to talk about that we were not playing? Um, we're not playing the, the you know, a, a major uh, release was the Dark Throne album that came out. Um, actually, the same day the Therion album came out, so it kind of took a backseat for me, but I have listened to it. Um, I, I, so I, I'll just say this, I'll preface this ahead. Of time. I, I love Dark Throne, I, I love who they are and, and the way they do things. and there's so many albums of theirs. I love the last one. I really genuinely loved was I would say circle the wagons back in what 2010. Um, but I did like a lot of under the underground resistance in 2013. I like the Epic metal sound they were going for there. But ever since then, like Arctic thunder, um, whatever the one was after that, I can't remember these names anymore. The past <laughs> yeah, like, three, the past three dark throne albums have been kind of just this exploration of this plotting, very repetitive sound that I just, it's just not exciting. And it's very slow and it's okay. They so lost their sense of speed for some all reason. I, all I'm going to say here is I'm, ne- I've never really been a dark throne fan. I didn't really like their early stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, I appreciate it and I know the importance of it and all that kind of stuff, but I actually sort of dig this album in the last couple albums because I like slower funeral doom stuff. A lot of times I, I, this, I can get into this. It's very, very riffy. You know what I mean? But slow yeah. riffing. Uh, I, I sort of dig it. It's, it's not my favorite of course, but um, this might be the first time I like a dark throne album, maybe more than you. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I, I wasn't wild about the last, you know, like I said, the last few, um, and I don't know, it, it, to me, it's just like, 
it's a bummer to listen to that band and just kind of every the these past few records just not be excited by them at all really and i started thinking like oh it's got to be just me i'm, I'm probably the, the odd man out having these feelings but i went on twitter and i was looking around um checking around what people were thinking about new dark throne there were a couple people who were kind of with me like talking about how they felt like it was just the it was just it was not exciting and and maybe it is that maybe it is like someone's tolerance for doom or something because they have been kind of leaning in that direction um I, i'm sure fenders has his reasons for the way he writes songs but even like the drumming just seems bored it seems like they're bored of each other when we're <laughs> when they're doing these albums like i'm saying i was like listening to them like ted sounds kind of like he's disinterested and the drums seem like Fenris seems kind of like he's disinterested and it just, it made me disinterested. So I don't know when I go back and I listen to an album, like circle the wagons, I'm just like, that's the band that I love. What happened to that band? And you know, dark Throne's going to do what dark Throne does. They don't give a shit about anyone's opinion. I respect them for that. It just is what it is. I'm just not into their recent stuff and that's fine. You know, I can accept that, but it's a bummer. I can I can see that. Um, yeah. So uh, let's. Do you have anything else you wanted to discuss? Any other bands you've been listening to that you want to uh, promote? Um, the only thing I mean, we haven't talked about the Dragonland album at length True. because the last episode we did was before that album came out. I am enjoying the hell out of it. We I had Justin to write about it yet. Right. We had Justin from the uh, from the Metal Exchange talking about right. it, that it was coming That's out. Right. But we haven't and, really discussed and it. By the way, those guys did a great interview um, with that band. They for did. Podcast, I was about to mention that. And did a deep dive on the album too. So go check that out. And those that podcast is great. My favorite metal podcast. Aside, Aside from ours. ours. But um, uh, yeah, definitely my, my favorite one. <laughs> there you go. But, um, I agree. But yeah, so that's that's the other album I've been listening to a lot. So cool. Uh, there's a couple I wanted to mention. Um the new Avatarium, I listened to that a few times today when I was working. That's that's really good. I really like um, the new album. Um, come out in October. Um, yeah, this is like their fourth or fifth full length since like they 2015. So they got together. We mentioned it last time, and I forgot to yep. I forgot to check it out. Damn it! Having to add that to the list, which is weird because. Um, it's, I, I don't think uh, I thought the band was started by Leif Edling, right? But well, he, he was part of the first album yes. for sure. Till twenty seventeen, it looks like. Yeah, so then Maybe he the left. First couple albums, but which is weird because I I thought he started the band, but I guess he didn't. He just I guess it was like you know, Stream of Passion was started by Aryan, and then he left after the first album, you know, and then they yeah. continued on. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, songs is the the girl with the raven mask. Um, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, but this album it's, it sort of continues along that line. Um, it's just really, it's it, it's a little all over the place um, with the style. I, it's a really fucking good album. Uh, it doesn't really get super heavy or anything like that, but the songwriting is just top notch and. Yeah. Um, it's just a really good album. It's She's a great really, vocalist too. It's tr- phenomenal. That's who uh, Tobias should get in her in the band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Her name is Jenny Ann Smith. 
Right. And she plays piano and organ. Come on. Yeah. What what better? Um, another band that I want to talk about is a band called Abyssic. Um, this is their third album. Um, it's symphonic doom death metal. Um, I wanted to play something from it, but most of the songs are like eight, nine minute lengths, but, um, it's on Osmos productions. The album, uh, came out last week, the end of October, um, brought forth in iniquity. If you like, um, you know, I, I, it's not funeral doom, but, uh, there are some symphonic elements in it. Um, but if you're just a fan of doom in general, I think you would dig this band quite a bit. Um, just, uh, just a lot of, it's a lot of heavy, uh, blackened vocals and, um, just really good songwriting. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. hear that a lot in, in this style of when it all works together, a lot of symphonic elements, but it's not overpowering. I, I really recommend uh, you check out a business. Maybe we'll play it on the next episode. We might have room for it. Yeah. Um, cool. I've been really digging in the new exhumed album, man. Those guys, uh, always put out a fucking killer slab of like just gore filled, like metal, man. I, I really, I really like the new exhumed. It's they're they're purveyors of, I, this is sounds so cheesy, but they're purveyors of sickness, right? Uh, they I mean they, they, that sound, right? Yeah, it's that that specific sound. God, I need to listen to that too. Yes, it's really good. I think you'll dig it. Um, and the other band I want to talk about, um, it's sort of hard to find because it, I guess the the Americanized version of it is called Oat, O H T H. Um, apparently, these guys are. Um, from Austin, which I did not know this. It's, it's sort of like a one-man project. Um, it, it's, it's sort of clouded in mystery type of thing, but uh, they, they have an album out that just came out called None Shall Escape Death. Uh, really good stuff. Um, it, it's the... I know it's sort of rock and roll. It's sort of like blackened. It's sort of doomy at times. It's 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 very interesting mix, but uh, a lot of um, was like the guitars are very uh, power metalish at times, very like mellow deaths. I think there's something that you would really dig, Sean, if you haven't heard it yet. Hmm. All right, to give that a shot. Yeah, please do. Uh, if you're, you guys are out there, give them a chance. Uh, they're. O-H-T-H, but it's sort of, uh, I guess sometimes, like, a, the if you look it up on uh, Metallum, which I did, it's like O-D with like a weird, like a something over the O, so it's a little hard to find, but you'll find it. It's really, really good. And uh, I want to talk about the new Epica coming out. The uh, okay. I think it's next week. Um, the Alchemy Project, which it's sort of like the uh, they're doing... Uh, it's like an EP, but each track has different uh, bands are working with. Like one is like Flesh God Apocalypse. Um, I know uh, Bjorn's on it. Uh, a bunch of different people. Uh, Mirker, Merker, however you say her name. 
Oh, that's cool. Um, Charlotte Wessels, Tommy Karavik's on it. Um, it's just, uh, you know, they're working with different artists for each song, and it's a really cool little project. It's almost like they're Aventasia, right? You see, but that's cool because they're doing yep. not like, you know, the Odon Organ, um, uh, that like where you stick redoing the last album, these guys sure. are doing something new. So, right. And th- that last Epic album I thought was really good. That made my top yeah. 10 last year. Yeah. T- uh, Epic has been on a, like a roll for a while, man. I like, I, I think I was over them for a little bit because everything was starting to sound the samey, but it, it's yeah. The last couple of albums have been really good. Speaking of sounding I, the same Sabaton. Oh, wow. Okay, what about Sabaton? They're just sounding the same. Oh, they're they're getting so fucking huge, dude! It's crazy. Like I I just think back. Uh, I was watching their um, tour videos right on YouTube, and how big the crowds are playing are too now. And I remember the first time we ever saw them live, there was like thirty people there. Yeah, their fir- yeah first headline show I saw them Scout Bar is like yep. maybe. 30 yeah you're probably 30 to 50 people or something yeah now it's like man playing thousands and thousands of people it's crazy i mean i i've seen them so much i saw them yeah. like maybe like eight times or something it's like ah, that's enough we but, skipped uh, them last because they they played recently uh last month was epica and it yeah. was the same night we went and saw weird al so i i think i made the right choice because the right. weird al show was amazing but i would have loved to see epica again you know and I, you know, I'm sure one day I will find myself at a Sabaton show again, just because it's a good time. Um, not, you know, just, you know, I have fun. I like their albums yeah. and stuff. It's, it's fine. I mean, people, there are a lot of people who criticize that band. And I think that people just need to be a little bit more chill out about it. They're, they're an introduction. They're a gateway band to a lot of young kids who are getting into metal. And that can only be a good thing. So, Yeah. The other uh, album I want to mention is the brand new album from Arena, um, which I, I've always heard this band, you know, um, you know, good power metal AOR type type stuff. Uh, very Marillion features. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, that type of stuff. You're talking and, about the prog band, right? Yes. Arena. Yes. And uh, I went, I was listening to the album, the new album today. And like the first song hit me. I'm like, wow. This guy sounds very familiar. And it's, seconds later, I'm like, holy shit. Damien Wilson is singing for Arena. I had no idea. Huh. And He joined the band or something? I, he joined the band in 2020, apparently. Wow. Um, I, which I had no idea. This, yeah, so the, I think I. this is the fir- his first studio album with the band. So um, it's really good. If you like really well-written AOR uh, progressive stuff. Um, and to think it better with, you know, Damien Wilson singing for you. Phenomenal yeah. stuff. Really, really good. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to get into our last band, but uh, before that, I want to let everybody know where they can find us on the internet and uh, to give us uh, the, your support. Uh, we've been going strong since 2005 so thanks to everybody that's been tuning in. Uh, of course, you can check us out at MSRcast.com. Uh, all your social medias at MSRcast and check out our sister show at Metal Geeks. You can also find us on all the places where you download or listen to your podcast. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. Uh, any podcasting app that you might utilize, 
We're on the same feed, so check out both of our shows, MSRCast, as well as Metal Geeks. And uh, if you're on Facebook, check out the Metal Geek Society. Um, it's not the Moonflower Society, but it's almost there. Uh, <laughs> uh, check it out. We uh, talk about metal and uh, lots of memes and just fun, geeky stuff. So uh, if you're on Facebook, come join the group. Where can people find out about you and what are you working on right now? I know you just published an article this week. Oh, right. Yeah. A big, um, is an Avantasia review. Going to be talking about the new theory on the album next. And then I'm going to have like a, probably a final reviews collection, uh, before the end of the year. And then, um, yeah, I imagine we're going to be talking about our best of list at some point in December. Yeah. Uh, uh maybe January. Yeah. We always do it in January. We give it to yeah, the That is true. Um, yeah, so uh, I think the last band we're going to get into is a band called An Abstract Illusion. Uh, the album uh, it's called uh, Woe. Not like uh, you know the guy from with, with a blossom or something. Woe, but Whoa. Woe is me exactly. Um, this is really really cool progressive. Um, well fucking constructed, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to even come up with like a description is, um, it's heavy, but it's, it's very progressive in nature. Um, I think some, if you haven't heard this album, I think you would really dig it as well. Um, so we're going to get into a track it's called, uh, slaves. And this is about a seven minute track. So we're going to end the show here. Um, go ahead and, uh, please check out the, the track um so um, atmospheric hymns from the tundra is how they describe the band i guess that's <laughs> that's pretty good uh yeah. so yeah thanks for tuning in uh we're gonna leave you with the track called slaves from an abstract illusion uh, as always we have one last thing we have to say and that is keep it metal and i'm gonna say keep it whoa all right guys See you on the next episode.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.